Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Does it have a name? No. Why? I don't know, because none of us have any sort of leadership. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. I think I have a lot of leadership in me. We need guidance, and we don't have it. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. Here's the reality of it is our name has got to go through legal because we plan on doing this podcast for a long time. Now, what podcast are you talking about? This podcast with me and my good friend. How are you? I'm good. My name's Tom. Thanks for introducing me. <laughs> well, I knew it was Tom, but I wanted to show you something in my phone because I just realized this morning when I was coming down. What's your last name? Uh, Hackett, H-A-C-K-E-T-T. And somehow I've got you in here as... Uh, you've got me in as Tom Hacking. Yeah, so it's Hackett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. H-A-C-K-E-double-T. Okay, and you're from where? Uh, Melbourne, Australia. Okay, and I'm from Ogden, Utah, so we couldn't be further apart from each other. Correct. But let's talk about the podcast as a whole and what we hope to accomplish by doing this weekly. It's a podcast with no name at the minute. Yeah. But we're both fathers, and we both have separate stories to right. share. And so this podcast is going to be predominantly based on our lives mm -hmm. as fathers and everything and anything that kind of falls into that category. So occasionally you'll have issues that my youthful brain will try and help out on. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'm sure I'll have more issues. And my experienced brain will be able to help you on those. Correct. We both like to golf. I think most fathers do. We grill. We have lawn issues. We have house repair. You name it. We'll be talking about it. Now, for, for the podcast in itself, we're going to do it weekly. We're going to talk about our lives, and uh, let's find out a little more about each other. So, you know, my background has been in reporting for the past 15 years. So I, I consider myself a fairly good reporter, and I, we could get to the story and get a point out. So what I'm trying to do right now is say, I'm going to interview you. Okay. I have a, I have a question about you reporting. Though. Yeah. Are you really a reporter or are you an entertainer? I was what was called was a feature reporter. So it was never death and destruction. It was always the lightheartedness of the news. Yeah, that's, that, that sounds a lot more like entertaining than reporting. But my title was feature reporter. So just let me have that. Okay, carry on. So Melbourne, Australia. Can you, you say it right? Melbourne. Don't say it like that. How do you say it? Melbourne. Melbourne. Thank you. Burn. 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 But it's spelled Melbourne. Yes. Okay. So you're from Melbourne. 
Right? Yeah, just say I'm from Australia. Okay? You're from That's Australia. Just You're from down under. Yeah, yeah. How long did you live there? Uh, I actually lived there for six years, and then I traveled to Tokyo, Japan. I lived there for six years. Then I went back to Melbourne, Australia, uh-huh. and I lived there for eight years, and now I've been out here for... Eight years. And that's here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Here in Salt Lake City, Utah. What brought you to Utah? Uh, the college, University of Utah. Where you were a kicker. Punter, but yeah, same, same, but different. Yeah, and were you always a punter? No, never played before I got here. How did you get the job? Uh, YouTube. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, I got the job through YouTube. No, you didn't. I swear. How does that work? I put videos up on YouTube. The special teams coordinator at the time, Coach Hill, now head coach at Weber State, just happened to be searching YouTube, came across me. Made a quick trip down under to Melbourne, and uh, the rest is history. Twelve months later, I'm on a one-way flight to Salt Lake City. And how, how does the conversation go with your dad and your parents and everybody back home? Hey, I got a job uh, kicking, or they call it punting, in the States. Uh, well, I had to uh, try my very best as an 18-year-old to ask my father for some money, because mm-hmm. I did not have any, and to join this program that would eventually get me to where I wanted to go. It cost something. And so I was able to kind of whiz my way through that, and, and Dad forked up the, uh, the change. And like I said, 12 months later, I was on a one-way, one-way flight. Now, when I told everybody I was doing this podcast with Tom Hacking, they said, Hack so, it. Come on. And I said, yes. And they said... Hold on. Like, wasn't, wasn't there like a murderer called, with last name Hacking? Yeah, there was. And it, it, like, didn't it happen in Utah, Josh? Yeah, it did. I, to be honest, I'm pretty sure every murderer's last name could be Hacking. Yeah. Ask him what... Uh, what Dave Cawley's last name is. Dave Cawley. No, 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 no. Come on. no. It's What's Dave Cowley. It's Dave Cowley. Yeah. <laughs> this is where Dave Cowley sits. <laughs> but, like, I, I, my name is in his phone as hacking. <laughs> well, it's got like, to change it now. It's not like he's, like, pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> okay. Actually, so, I think it's a big-timing move. He's like, I'm not going to Google him. You think he's sure belittling me? Yeah, I'm not going to so. learn your name until this podcast is at least a year old. But let's go back to your story. Oh. So all of a sudden, you're here kicking at the University of Utah. Yeah. And uh, when I told my friends I was doing this podcast with you, they, they were amazed because you are a living legend here no. in the state of Utah. No, really are. People really do love for you, have love for you. No. I don't I, like – so I – I don't like this. Why? Because I don't like talking about myself. Well, I know, but people need to know about you. They want to know about you. That We want people to care about this podcast, to tune in and find out more about Tom Hackett. Okay, I did a few things back in my first life. Okay. Yeah. But th- then we're gonna, this is part of your second life, but you can't negate your first life. You no, gotta- I can't. You're right. But that doesn't mean I have to enjoy talking about it. Okay, well, real quick, give me the cliff note version of your college career at the University of Utah. Awards and, and all that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, started off, preferred walk-on, no scholarship. Had to earn the scholarship. Got 25 punts my freshman year. Did okay, partied a little too hard, not as good as I would have liked. Second year, I was able to get the scholarship right before the season started, and uh, and I was able to do something, end up being first team all Pac-12 that sophomore year. Second year, I won the, the first of two Ray Guy Awards, which is an award given to the best punter in the country for college football. Which is huge. And then the biggest accolade that, I don't know if people forget, but everybody, when they talk to me about this stuff, and again, I hate it. Is this when you flipped off the crowd? No, I don't remember doing that. But I, boy, I thought, of, I thought about doing it a lot. <laughs> no, then were you at some, like a, like a, pre-game party and walked out and flipped off the whole crowd? I don't remember that. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back and look and do my research. Okay. But uh, anyway, I was able – the biggest accolade that I, that I think I was able to achieve was uh, Pac-12 All-Century First Team. 
Whoa. So the the Pac-12, Power 5 Conference, Stanford, USC, you, you, you know, all those guys, big cats. Uh, they've, been, they've been around 100-something years now, but back in the day it was like 100 years. They were celebrating, you know, the century. And, uh, and I was able to, I don't know, I, pay, I, I paid someone more money than I thought I did. I don't know how it all eventuated, but I was, the, um, I was on that team. Way to go. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. And then after that, you had a chance to go play with the New York Jets a little bit to try out for them? Yeah. And it sounds how, like you've actually done some research. How did that go? Not well. <laughs> really badly. In fact, so well that you're doing a podcast with Casey Scott. Yeah, which I like, and I'm happy about. But this is, like I said, my second life. So college got done. I went to the NFL. I had a cup of coffee there and lasted four or five months. Got cut from the Jets, which was fine. No hard feelings. And uh, had a few tryouts, uh, specifically with the Detroit Lions. Uh, di- had, had a nice workout for them. But, um, look, there are 32 jobs in the NFL for punters. And uh, you've got to be really good. And you also got to be a little lucky at the same time. And uh, I was okay. Uh, I wasn't all that lucky, I guess. So I, I kind of, you know, a lot, of, a lot of my friends will pursue that dream for, like, years after, you know. They'll, 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 they'll just keep kicking footballs for seven years post-college career. Just hoping to land one of those spots. Yeah, making no money, very little money. And I was like, that's kind of not what I want to do. So I, um, I kind of hung the boots up, I guess, as you'd say. Pretty early, jumped into radio, and uh, radio was fun while it lasted. Uh, a year with radio, stopped doing radio, came over here, and, and I've been here now a year and a half, Case. And you are in the KSL Sports Department. I am. I, 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 I'm in the Sports Department. I, I write some articles. I have some podcasts, including this one. I've done a handful of television appearances, which I love, by the way. I think they're fun. And, uh, and again, I'll do some radio here and there for KSL, but enough about me. Oh, wait, before we get to that, real quick, we'll talk about me, my favorite subject. During that time, you, you tricked somebody into falling in love with you. Yes. And had a baby. Yeah, so I started dating my wife early in college. It was, you know, like sophomore year we started dating, I think. And, and we dated for like seven years, long time, especially out here in Utah. Oh, yeah, that's you know? a lifetime. That is a that's long a time. Yeah, we finally got married out there in Hawaii, beautiful islands. Which island? Uh, Oahu. Yeah, I love it. North, up in the shore. North Shore. Yeah. yeah. Turtle Bay? No, but we played golf up there. That's amazing, right? Really cool. That's a fun In course. fact, the head pro up at Turtle Bay is a University of Utah graduate. Wow, so you didn't pay. Uh, paid. <laughs> it's Hawaii. Yeah, you know? Right. And it's Turtle Bay. Come on. Yeah. And uh, anywho, long story short, got married in uh, September of 2018. So we're going on two years now. Uh, coming up to two years. Had a baby four months ago. Case? You call him Bubbles. Bubbles is his name. Why? What do you mean, why? Why do you call him Bubbles? Well, that's his name. I know, but I mean, does, does he always spit? I mean, he does... blows Bubbles. My grandfather, who passed away when my mother was 14, never got to meet him, unfortunately. His nickname growing up was Bubbles, and I just thought it fit. I love it. Yeah. Plus, you know, try and give him a bit of privacy because I'm in the world, much like yourself, in front of the cameras, microphones. He hasn't asked to be in the spotlight necessarily. He might not want to be. So to give him as much privacy as possible, I'm going to call it his radio name, television name, podcast name, whatever you want to call it. His name's Bubbles. Now, down under, don't you call it privacy? We do. In fact, every time I go home, uh, my mother and father and all my siblings give me a really hard time about certain words that I pronounce. Mm-hmm. Um, which is unfortunate, but uh, I've got quite a tough chin, 
And so I know how to take it, Case. Take it on the chin, they say. Yeah, just cop it right on the chin. Solid. Yeah. You look like you've got a pretty soft chin. Uh, you know what? I was a brawler growing up. Well, yeah. Scrapper? Yeah, I stopped fighting when I got jumped by seven people. That'll probably do it to you. Broke my jaw in three places. They wired my jaw shut. Uh-huh. I was the overnight guy on a radio station here in Salt Lake called 107.5 The End. And they let me continue doing my job with my jaw wired shut. So it was, you're listening to Casey on 107.5 The End. Give us a call, 470-570-670-1075. And that's what got me my job on the morning show on 107.5 The End and kind of launched me into this kind of career. Right, interesting. Enough about me. Can we move forward? Sure, I thought I was already talking about me. Good. Born and raised Ogden, Utah. O-Town. The Biggity Biggity O. The Biggity Biggity O, is that what they go by? That's right. You can take the kid out of the Ogden, but you can't take the Ogden out of the kid. What does that mean? That means once you, Ogden people are a different breed of people. In a good or bad way? Good and bad. Okay. But it, it's, it's just a, kind of who you are. Listen, in Ogden, we don't care what you do as long as you're good. If you're good people, then you're always welcome here. There are always a couple bad fish, though. Yeah, of course there is. Yeah, but but for the most part, Ogden are just good working, hard working, solid people. So you grew up in Ogden. How long did you spend there? Uh, my whole life. You've been, you're still there now. Well, I'm now I'm in Davis County, but <sighs> so I went to Ogden High. Graduated. Like ten minute drive. Yeah, yeah. But you're so, in Ogden. So. Yeah, but I grew up. I was an Ogden Tiger, class of '92. Ogden Tiger football rules. Do you want to make? Do you want me to make you feel old quickly? Yeah, I was born in '92. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I swear. May 10, 92, 28 years young, baby. Oh, my God. Uh, Ogden Tiger? I, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Man, I guess I do have a soft chin. Yeah, I, no, it is soft. <laughs> I think the jaw, the broken jaw <laughs> softened it up a bit. That just threw me for a loop, yeah. So I anyway. Gra- I graduated in 92. and then You were you 18? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I took all 18 years, yeah. And so um, then I went up to Utah State. Go Aggies. That's right. And so I went Cash up there. Valley. I loved it. Home of the happy boys. And when I say the happy boys, that was the fraternity that I joined. I was a Sigma Chi up there. Go, go, go. Yeah, and it yeah. was fun. Uh, and uh, my second sophomore year was probably my toughest. But after five years, I was done. And uh, Do we want to elaborate on toughest, or should we just bypass well, that? Well, you know, most people only have one sophomore year. The fact that I had to have two sophomore years... Okay. Means that, uh, yeah. You I had too, fun. You had fun. Much like you probably partied a little too much. A little too hard. Yeah. yeah. Lost a few brain cells along the way. Found a few. Lost a few. Yeah. Lost yeah. more than you found, I'd imagine. So I uh, majored in broadcast journalism and a minor in political science. Um, <laughs> probably about, <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, I like to tell everybody I'm about four credits short of graduating. What, you graduated? No. You never graduated? Nope. Okay, so you never graduated from Utah State. Nope. So, so how did you get your first job? Uh, so I came down here to Salt Lake City, and I actually started here at KSL as a camera operator. Behind the camera? Behind the camera. And so I did the morning show, the evening show, and the weekend show. So oh, you were working. Yeah, so whenever I was just on call, that's where I'd come in. I'd rip scripts. I worked with uh, Nick Toma. Uh, you know, a lot of the old talent around here. Uh, Alema Harrington. Um, and, and all those guys. And so I would do the camera work, and I always wanted to be on air. But I had sideburns that came all the way down the side of my face. Elvis Presley like? Oh, bigger. They were like, they were lamb chops. You thought they were good looking? Oh, I, they were. I was a good looking kid. I had both my ears pierced. 
like I was in a boy band. And you had ear chops. Yeah. And I remember the only time they'd ever put me on camera back then, because I also smoked cigarettes, is when they needed a bad boy. So I would go stand outside and I'd smoke cigarettes and they'd take a picture of me. And then I remember I was talking to the news director and I said, I would like to get on air. And they said, have you seen a mirror? (laughs) 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 And so I was like, well, maybe TV is not my deal. Maybe radio is my deal. Radio is my deal. My dad was a radio. He was a disc jockey. There you go. So I think maybe that's my calling is radio. Got a face for radio. So I called up Pops. I said, Pops, who do we know at the radio stations? He goes, I know this guy over here at uh, Citadel. And I said, well, let's give him a call. I went in there and I talked to him and I says, hey, I need to do an air check. And he goes, okay. So we did an air check that sounded like I was already on radio. Okay. Never been on radio before. Never been on radio. Uh, We did ins and outs of songs and stuff like that. And uh, I was like, hey, I need a cigarette. Where do I smoke around here? And they said, you smoke out back. And so I went out back and I had a cigarette and there was a guy standing there. I said, hey, what's up? And he goes, nothing. I go, what's your name? He goes, Dom Casual. And he was a the program director for 107.5 The End. Right. And he was smoking, I was smoking, and we were talking back and forth. And he said, well, what are you doing here? I said, I'm looking for a job. And he goes, have you ever been on air? I said, here's my tape. That you had just recorded. A couple minutes ago. Yeah. He goes, we're looking for an overnight guy. And that's your start. <laughs> that's my start. So you worked the graveyard. Yeah, so I worked the graveyard from midnight till 6 in the morning for about four or five years. Wow. And that's how I met the morning show guys. And so that was Chunga and Mr. And uh, Chunga and Marcus. They had a couple of iterations of that. So I did morning shows for them. But when the local news lady who did a feature job reporting, her name was Allie McKay, would go out of town, they had me high, they, I filled in for her. At a television station. At a television station. Local television. And station. so after the radio station gig went you know, on long enough, it wasn't going anywhere, I got the opportunity to go work for Channel 2. So I went and worked for Channel 2, did that for 10 years, did a lifestyle talk show for seven years, and then moved over here to KSL, then got myself in some trouble, and now I'm on the comeback tour. Comeback tour? And what, two years in yeah. September. That I've been uh, alcohol-free, drug-free. Sober. Yeah, sober. 100%. Nucks. And in that way, I got married, divorced, and had three kids. I've got a 15-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 9-year-old. Well, you got married, had three kids, then divorced. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't yeah. get married, divorced, three kids later. No, that, that doesn't add up. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Can you stand up for a second? Yeah. What, what are they? So these are cut-off jeans? Yeah, they're jorts. Jorts? That's what they're called. They're called jorts. Well... We haven't introduced our son, and I think he'll have a, something to say on jorts. He, he's our son. His name is Josh. He's the producer of this podcast. Son, hurry up. Father needs you. You you didn't know what jorts were? No, they're, because they're not jorts. They're cut-off jeans. They're jean shorts. Jean shorts. Jorts. jorts. Yeah, but I don't call them jorts. They're, they're cut-off jeans. Well, you're a minority. Yeah, well, I don't care. But I didn't buy them as jeans and then cut them off and make them jorts. I bought them this way. Which yeah, is, No, that's that's the point. Yeah. It's, but also more concerning. Do you want to know something else? 
Yeah, I would love, I'm, I'm going to stand up and wait. show you. Oh, oh. I don't have a button, so I have to wear a belt. And I bought them this way. I bought them at the Down East Outfitters. And sometimes they're, they're kind of clothes that have something wrong with them, so you get them for a discount. These were discounted shorts. I wouldn't go back there to shop. <laughs> I, I, I would actually write a review if I were you. Like a bad one? Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, no, not a good one. <laughs> I love them. And so much the fact that I've had these uh, probably five years. Yeah, that's a problem. And your girlfriend hasn't said anything? I'm sure she has. Can we get her on the line? Yeah. yeah. We need to get her on the line one of these days. Hold on this one second. And, uh, and we'll just call her real quick. Okay. You know. By the way, I think this will be the hardest part about this podcast. Mm-hmm. Trying to stay somewhat on track. Oh, yeah. A little ADHD. Get it nice and close to the mic there. Hope she doesn't swear. It's a podcast we do. Hi. Hi, Leslie. It's Casey and Tom. You're on our podcast right now. Uh, Tom's got some questions about my clothes. Will you mind answering them for us? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Tom. Leslie, do you, uh, do you approve of the jorts? They're the jean shorts that don't have the button. The jean shorts without the button, like an elastic waist? No, no, the, the, the jean shorts, the cut-off jean shorts that I took out of your top drawer this morning. <gasps> oh, the shorts without a button. Because the button doesn't show. <laughs> <sighs> That's why I'm wearing a belt today, Tom. But he wants to know if you approve of this style of short. Do I? Am I able to wear yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can pull that off. Okay. How do you feel now? How does that taste? A little bitter? A little sour, yeah. Um, what, are your th- what are your thoughts on, Leslie, what are your thoughts on, on the talent shirt? Is that a little in the face to you, or would you just accept it? Oh, the button-up yeah. shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually like that. How much are you paying? <laughs> Nothing. I'm as surprised as you because normally she says I look like an unmade bed. So the fact that she's okay with this outfit, I'm ecstatic. Hey, I'm going to let it go before we ruin this. I can't wait I to was see. I going to say, but sure. did you put lotion on your legs today? You put lotion on your leg? No, I don't wear lotion. Okay, good. Yeah. See, Tom doesn't wear lotion either. She lied to me. She said all people wear lotion, and I say no guys wear lotion, and she goes, guys wear lotion. Yeah, lotion. I like lotion. See, he would be 100% perfect today if he would have put lotion on. I'll take a 90%. I'm going to let you go so we don't ruin this. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. That is unbelievable. That was crazy. That is crazy. Did you pay her seriously? No, I swear. I'm shocked because normally I walk in after work and uh, as soon as it's like a radar, she'll go from toes to head and then I'll know in three seconds what I did wrong. And there was nothing there except for the lotion. This is a win. That is monumental case. Yeah. So now I've got a girlfriend. <sighs> I've got kids. And I'm excited to be doing this podcast with you because I do, too, another podcast. Which is a, a, a problem, but... You have another podcast. I'm not jealous. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. No, you are. I don't even know what the, your other podcast is. I just hear you I don't even know it. what your podcast is either. It's called Project Recovery, and it, uh, <laughs> it's the way we give back to the community because I am sober now. And so this is just something we do. And, uh, you know, that's what I like to do. So we don't know when this episode's going to drop. Nope. Kind of problematic. Because mm. Father's Day's coming up. And that's a big day for us. That's, you know, it's my first Father's Day. Oh, what are you going to get? What do you mean? I don't get to choose what I get, do I? What, don't they ask you, what do you want for Father's Day? She hasn't asked me that yet. 
Do you think it's going to be golf-related or cooking-related? Because those seem to be your two passions other than your wife and your kid. Golfing and cooking are up there. I, I don't know. I don't know what it... I don't know. I might not get a present. So Mother's Day wasn't that long ago. Did you get her a Mother's Day present? I got her, yes, but it wasn't big. What did I get her? It was something house-related. Because we're kind of mm. working on the house. Mm. But that's what she asked for. Yeah. Scary? Yeah, that's not a good idea. It's probably not. You're going to so get me- a door, like a doormat. You want a golf club, but you're going to get a doormat. Ooh, what kind of golf club do you want? A new driver? Putter? Yeah, I probably need a new driver. So when I was married, um, it was probably seven years ago, Father's Day was coming. And normally we do a big family golf tournament. You know, just my dad and my brothers and all the men in the family go there. We call it the Scott Family Open, which I have held the championship for the past seven years. Um, I come home and uh, there's a paddleboard. It just appeared. Yeah, it's what my wife and uh, my kids got me for Father's Day. See, that's a pretty good Father's Day present. But they, I don't paddleboard. Still, like you, I didn't want a paddleboard. Well, they're probably suggesting they want you to start paddleboarding. Yeah, but shouldn't they give me something that I want? Well, did they ask you what you wanted? I said I don't want anything. See, that's never going to play. You know this. Come on, you're old enough but now. I really didn't want anything. I mean, I, I don't, don't spend your money on that, but they gave me a paddleboard. But that's not where this story gets interesting. When I ended up getting divorced, there's a part where you go through the house and you pick, like she gets to pick something, I get to pick something, because we're dividing the assets 50-50. Right. So she's taking, you know. By the way, that sounds like a very dangerous game to play. It wasn't as much fun as it sounds. No. It ta- yeah, that sounds very problematic. And to be honest with you, I think she outplayed me on everything. It doesn't surprise me. You didn't, get a gr- you didn't graduate from Utah State, Case. <laughs> and so we're going through the house, and the house is done, and we're going into the garage. And she goes, I'll take the paddleboard. And I go, you'll take what? Just I'll take the paddleboard. I go, the one you gave me for Father's Day? And she goes, yeah, you don't paddleboard. I go, exactly. Why did you get me that for Father's Day then? Were you upset she took it? I mean, you were, I could tell, you hesitated. You I mean, I, That's a long enough pause to tell you everything we need to know. I wasn't, like, upset. I was just like, but you gave that to me for Father's Day. I don't think you should have asked for it. If I would have offered, that's different. But you shouldn't have asked for the gift you gave me for Father's Day. I, I disagree. The divorce. Because when you're going through the house, Josh, yep. everything's up for grabs. Just because you owned it once doesn't mean that you own it then. But it was given to me for Father's Day. Yeah, and, and it, it was taken away from you as well. <laughs> do you agree, Josh? I do. I mean, how many times did you use it? I never used it once. Exactly. See, the jorts, like, flip-flop combo, like, it screams all you do is paddleboard, so I just had to ask. No, but this is my style. I'm a flip-flop kind of guy. You literally look like you could push off the shore onto a paddleboard, right? That's now. what I was going for, but there's I don't no, like the paddleboard. But there's no beach in Utah. Ah, there's a lot of beaches. Lakes? Lakes. Lake Powell, did you know there's more beach along Lake Powell than there is in Missouri? I don't know where Missouri is. So. <laughs> I'm just what is you, Missouri? That's pretty impressive. I'm just telling you. you are, I've never been to Lake Powell. You should go. We should go. We, we should, should take go. the show. On the road. Right? Just don't bring those bloody jorts. Because I don't want... I don't want to. Do, I don't want to associate with you. If we're going to Lake Powell, we're all wearing jorts. Yes. <sighs> 
Hey, and it's weird coming from you because you were supposed to be going to Tokyo for the Olympic Games. That would have been really cool. Yeah, and that's kind of a going home for you at sorts because you spent some time there. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't. I know. I knew that question was coming. You don't speak any of the language. No, I learned French in Tokyo. Domo arigato, Mister Robato. Uh, that means. Uh, I Why th- did you say it with a Hispanic accent? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was just really focused on getting the lyrics right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I get, I get that. I, I learned French while living in Tokyo. I don't know any French either. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but you were going to go there, and there were some po- uh, photos on your Facebook page that you bought three leisure suits. Yep. I didn't buy them. KSL bought them. Yes. And they were what colors? Yellow, blue, and gray, all matching. Uh huh. And uh, I think, personally, very, very attractive. I would stand out like a sore thumb, just how I wanted it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be the star attraction, one of the main attractions. So when I pop up on that television, you know, you put whatever you're doing down, you focus for just a couple of minutes, because that's all I'm good for. Right. And, you know, there was, I was going to get, you know, a few things um, embroidered onto them. Mm-hmm. You know, like my name, the American flag, the NBC kind of Olympic game logo because of course NBC here at KSL have the rights to uh, both summer and winter Olympic games so anyway I'm hopeful to go next year okay but my point is is that you're really in no position to give anyone fashion sense okay but I didn't buy that stuff I didn't buy these who bought them for you my ex-wife she didn't take them in the divorce so I was like I'm gonna wear them I don't blame her for not taking her. <laughs> and, and, and just to – I I'm a, have a great relationship with my ex-wife. I'm not bitter at all. I mean, we're, we're, we're good friends now. That's good. Yeah, so we're good. But I want to go back to being dads. Yes, I do too. Father's Day is coming up. Yeah. So what's the best fatherly advice your dad ever gave you? Um, to love everybody. Oh, that's good. Yeah, well, it sounds like super – it sounds really obvious. Sounds basic. But the other – you know, like hating to hate is – Easy. It's easy to hate. You know, and I learned that as well, I must admit. When I did radio, I learned that the hard way. Because, like, you know, when you're in radio, and even doing this to a certain extent, you want to be uh, entertaining, forthcoming. You want to be, you, you know, you want people to want to listen to you for their takes. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes you got to be careful. Ooh. Especially because, now. Yes. And so you, you know, like, you don't need to come on this podcast every time and have this take that's going to blow people away, create conversation. Good if you're passionate about it, you, you truly believe it, but that's not who I am. I'm pretty easy going, low-mannered, go about my business and try and love everybody. And, and I, I am a firm believer that, that hating in any shape, sense, shape or form, that's such an easy way out of things. It's so easy. It's, it's hard to love. It is. And uh, and I think that's the most important thing that my father uh, and my mother, for that matter, both taught me growing up. So, what about you? What was the best advice you ever got? You know, my dad was—he was always full of great advice. But one thing that he taught me and taught me young is, he goes, "Don't focus on what you want to do in life. Focus on what you don't want to do, because at this age and where you're at, you're, you're not sure where your life's going to go. But there's things that you know you don't want to do and you don't want to be." So don't be those. Right. Be open to everything. So and control what you can control. Control what you can control. So in life, don't figure out what you want to do. Figure out what you don't want to do. Because when you know what you don't want to do, you open yourself to all these other things. Like I never thought that I'd have the career that I have today. Because, I mean, there were so many times that I thought, this was cool. Like all of a sudden I got on radio. I was like, wow, this was cool. And I go, it'd be cool to have a job on TV. 
And then I got a job in TV. And then it was like, I thought it'd be cool to have this and a podcast and all these things. And so I, I was just, I'm amazed every day that I wake up and I'm allowed to do these sorts of things. That's and, cool. And I'm very grateful and thankful for the ability to do so. Hey, so I've got a story that's going to lead into a question. Got it. So I was 10 years old. I was growing up living in Tokyo, Japan at the time. And it was a Saturday morning sometime in the July, August months. Okay. I can't specify the exact date, but it's irrelevant anyway. And it's a track meet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm running like the 400 meter. Once around. Once around. And I get done. And my brother, two years below me, better, better athlete than I was when it came to track, he was running like the 1500. So he was still going. And all of a sudden I see my dad lying in the sand pit of the long jump in agony. Whoa. Can't get up. He's falling. And so I'm, I'm done with my race. My brother's still going. My brother sees what's happening, starts – he doesn't stop the race because he's a true competitor. He's a hackett, not yeah. a hacking. Yeah. Get it right. I got There's it. a difference. Yeah. And he sprints as fast as he can to finish the 1,500 meters. In the meantime, I'm running over to dad. Here's what happened. And it was scary at the time. You look back on it now, you give him all the crap in the world because he's an idiot for doing it. But he was trying to teach, like, eight-year-olds how to do the long jump. And when you rake the long jump, bunk, uh, the bunker, you know, the sand trap there, you only rake a certain amount to soften the sand up. Well, yeah, he was probably 40-something years old, you know. That's in, not old. Yeah, half-decent shape, much like you, you know. <laughs> He's okay. Like, he jumped over where they'd rake the sand onto the flat stuff. And, of course, that's because it'd been sitting there for so long. It was like jumping on concrete, tore his knee up. Ooh. He wanted to show off. To like eight-year-olds. So there's going to become a point in my life, and Case, I, I promise I don't mean this in, in a rude way, but you're probably past this point now where like, your body slows down and you can't quite do what maybe you once could as the kids grow up, you know? Mm-hmm. How, how, do you, how do you manage to try and figure out when that time is? Because I'm nervous. I'm a competitive guy. And when, when Bubbles grows up, I'm going to want to show him how to kick a football, how to swing a golf club, how to run faster, you know, all that good stuff. But, like, you've got to get to a point in your life where you can't do it as well as you once did. I think it's different for everybody. But for me, I'm in better shape at 46 than I was at 27. I'm in better shape at 46 than I was at 37. I mean, I, th- I think we're living a lot longer, and I don't think there is a set date and time. Now, there's certain things that I can't do. Like? I can't ski jump. You used to be able to? Well, not very good. I was on a ski team growing up, but about probably seven or eight years ago, I'm skiing with my buddy Dracos. Is that his real name? Uh, yeah, it's his last name. Okay, good. I was going to say, you don't want to mess with the guy first named Dracos. Yeah, but this guy. And so uh, we're up at uh, a local ski resort, and they had these big kickers. And uh, the day before, I was giving my friend Dracos a lesson on uh, – Living life to its fullest. Mm. They used to call him Safe Eddie. They used to call Dracos Safe Eddie. Yeah, because... Timid. Yeah, he, he didn't like to, to do the crazy things. Mm. And I was like... And I tell my kids all the time, I go, hey, you got to do something every day that scares you so you know you're living. I don't know if that's great advice. Can well, I, I feel like I'm going to stick with it. And so <laughs> we're, we're going up on the ski lift, and we see oh. this kicker, and I tell him, I go, I'm going to try that. And he goes, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. And I go, that's the difference between me and you. 
You look at that and you don't think it's a great idea. I look at it and this is an adventure. Let's give it a shot. And he goes, okay. So we go down there. We jump and I make it. And at the end, we're riding back up. And I go, see, wasn't that bad? I did it. And he goes, huh. The next day, we're up there skiing. And I go, I think I'm going to do that jump again. He goes, why don't you just leave it alone? You did it once. You've been there. And I was like, I think I'm going to do it again. So he goes, well, I'm going to get video of this. And I go, that'll be great because then I can show everybody. Yeah. So he goes down, sets up. There's two dudes. And they're very important to the story because they're just two dudes, probably about your age. Okay. Sitting right there at the top of the jump. Nice and young. I ski over to them. I'm going, what's up, bros? And they go, hey, man. And I go, how's the jump jumping? And they go, it's a little slow. I'd get some speed. I was like, you got it. So now I got an audience. Point the skis downhill. I'm thinking to myself, they're watching. He's watching. This is on video. I think I need to get me some speed. A bit of tuck. I'm gonna get. I'm like. I'm. This is gonna be. This is gonna be great. Big air. Big air. This guy. It could go viral. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You don't. So we, we get going down, and here I go, and I probably get a little more speed than I needed. Hit the jump. Probably get about 60 feet of air. Instantaneously, I start unrolling the car windows because I know this is going bad. I don't know what's going to happen. I out-jump the landing. I come down. My ski hits flat. It pushes my leg through the back of my hip bone. Oh, no. Looks like a yard sale. Skis, poles, hats, everything's going everywhere. My buddy's still over there on video. I roll over. My face is face down in the snow. The right side of my body is numb. Uh-uh. Will not move. I do everything I can with one arm to grab the leg and roll myself over so I can get a breath. And my buddy comes over and goes, that wasn't good. I go, did you get it on tape? I got it on tape. So what, what, what eventuated, like what was the injury? I blew my hip out. I, I have a fake hip. I got a hip replacement because of it. <laughs> Look. No, no, no. no do no, do no, not okay, stand up okay, again. Like, yeah. nobody will. Oh, sweet beard of Zeus. So I have the same hip that Bo Jackson has. So wait, what? Yeah. They do the hip resurfacing. So they tuck the top of my femur off where that little ball is that goes into the hip socket. The socket. They cut that off and then put a metal ball on. Okay, good. And they drilled into my hip and put a, a cup in there, and that's what my hip is. No, okay, good. The way you... Uh, the way you said that mm-hmm. or phrased it was that you have Bo Jackson's hip. No, no, no. The same, the same surgery that Bo okay. Jackson oh. had, I had. So um, your friend Dracos and Dracos. Sorry, Dracos. Dracos. Sorry, Dracos. <laughs> yeah. And uh, him and I pretty similar in that sense. Oh, you're so safe, what, Eddie. Uh, similar, you know. I, I don't really need the adrenaline rush. I like adrenaline. Yeah, no, I I can tell. And um, so what I think's going to happen with Draco's yeah. is he's probably going to live a little longer than you. But is he? That, just my best guess. But, but you're probably going to have a much more entertaining life. And I'll agree with that. Okay. So it might be shorter, or it might not, but it probably will be. You never know. Well, the way you go about things, I can probably <laughs> best assume it will. But, yeah, that's kind of him and I are the same. Yeah, so, so you know, I guess that's kind of... You know, the difference between me, you and I. Is what? You're a little little wilder. Yeah. Yeah. I, d- I, d- I don't know. But I think that's why this podcast is going to work. I do too. 
you're the safe Eddie to my uh, David Lee Roth. Do people know who that is? What? Van Halen. I, I don't know what age group are going to be listening to this podcast, <laughs> but there's a good chance 50% of them didn't understand that. Really? Yeah. David Lee Roth. Yeah, no, you could say it you a thousand times. I still don't think people are going to know what that means. I can't wait for this to go. <laughs> so this We're is about a- to find our demo real quick. <laughs> yeah, we are. We'll, we'll either get a lot of hits or we won't get many at all, and I'm going to have to step up. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to step up big well, time. Well, I think this is a pretty good first episode. I don't hate it. Is there anything else we need to hit on? Oh, we need a name. Yeah, so if you got, I don't know. Well, so we, we've talked about Dadtastic. Don't look at me. That's Josh. You Don't can talk to Josh. Uh, what's what was the other one? Don't tell your mother. I like that one. I, I'll be honest. Because a lot of yeah. times as a dad and you're talking to the kids and you want to be the cool parent, you will say those words. Hey, don't tell your mother. Yeah. This we're is between you and I. We're, yeah, we're going to need to get this. Or... Never go to Burger King. What if Burger King sponsors the show? Mm, I'll probably quit. <laughs> Burger King, by the way, worst... Fast food franchise out there. No, no. Uh, their fries are highly underrated as fast food fries. And their Whopper is the best burger in town. No way. Out of McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger King, the Whopper's by far superior. Over the Big Mac? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yes. Is the Big Mac meat yet? Do they use beef? Don't worry about what the Big Mac is. That Big Mac sauce is all you need. It's fry sauce. We should make it a fast food not. Frankenstein burger. Oh, What's the Frankenstein burger? We just get like a, a Burger King sandwich, Big Mac sauce. Yeah. The bacon from Wendy's. Yeah. I like where the show's going. I think we just got the audience back. Is that right? Yeah. After what you said? Uh, but we do need a name in all seriousness. Yeah. I'm a fan of Don't Tell Your Mother. We're waiting. I'll just say it right now. We're waiting for legal. Well, how long does it take? I'm not legal. This is all going to get edited by the time we're done. You don't know that. I'd like you to leave it in. I want people to be along for the ride because we run an honest program. We do. This isn't Project Recovery. I don't care. What is Project Recovery? (laughs) That's my podcast about recovery. Oh. The one that a lot of people listen to. Really? Yeah. Like how many? Uh, In the first year, we've got over 450,000 downloads. Is that right? Yeah. Not bad. I mean, how many people live in Utah? Four hundred and fifty thousand. No, that's not true. Isn't like three million. million? Yeah. Oh, you're doing okay. I think this has got more potential, personally. Okay. And I'm trying not to be biased. This sounds like you're biased. Okay. Anyway, we um we need a name and we need to get out of here somehow. Yeah. That's Casey. So my dad would say, like, I'm going to leave you with a dadism, and so dadisms are phrases or things your dad say. to get out of a situation. So here's the situation. My dad's in the house. Casey, go out to the garage and find me a Phillips head screwdriver. Okay, Dad. I'd go out in the garage, look around, throw some stuff up, come in, and go, Dad, it's not out there. Look again. So I'd go back out there, look around, can't find it. Come in. Dad, it's not out there. He would walk right out there, right to it, pick it up, and go, if it had been a candy bar, you'd have found it. <laughs> Which is very true. <laughs> yes, yes. So my mum calls that having a bloke's look. A bloke's look. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't really looking. No, because you didn't care enough. Because no. you didn't care for, this, for the object enough. Nah. But if it was a candy bar? You'd find it, all right. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite candy bar? <sighs> I knew that was coming. This is a big question. Because I, I think a Snickers bar. Mm-hmm. Frozen? 
No. Have you ever put one in the freezer? No, I have teeth and I want to keep them. <sighs> You're so weird. It is great. What's your favorite candy bar? Hundred grand. Love a hundred. <laughs> so when I played, when I played football, yeah. every Thursday, yeah. post practice, they'd have a candy bar set up, and uh, I had a hundred grand every time. Amazing. And uh, it was the mothers of the coaches that would put, organize the candy bar, and they would. Before any of the players got there, they would take one of the hundred grands, put it in their pocket, and hand it to me so I would always get one. Little Tommy needed his hundred grand. They knew mum was a long way from home. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. Every week we'll be dropping, that's what the kids are saying, dropping. Just keep going. Dropping a new episode. So we appreciate it. This is Casey Scott. That's Tom Hackett. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. Or maybe do.